This is the KRMG Afternoon News with Skylar Cooper. 5.06 on KRMG. Skylar Cooper, the KRMG Afternoon News. And we're joined live in the studio today by Rick Maranon, Fox 23 and KRMG reporter. Thanks for swinging by this afternoon. No, no problem. So it's actually your day off, but there's a big thing you've been working on that's going to be airing tonight. And we wanted to give folks a, a heads up that they went, might want to go home and watch that. 6.30 on Fox 23. It's a special on the BTK killer. And I, I wanted to have you in to ask you about this story. It's kind of an investigative story, if you will. I'm looking at all the different things that have happened over the last several weeks. And I remember that first day that we got word from the Osage County Sheriff's Office that they were looking at Dennis Rader for a woman who's been missing for a long time from Osage County. How did that come about? Uh, it, it did not happen in August. That 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 is one of the big things that has come up is it actually happened in February. Mm. I reached out to Eddie Verdon, the Osage County Sheriff, after BTK himself spoke the word Cindy Kenny to TMZ. Oh. We had no idea he, he went up, Eddie Verdon had went up to uh, El Dorado Prison in Kansas where BTK lives out the rest of his years until BTK reached out to national media and himself said the words, Cindy Kinney. Let's remind folks who, who Dennis Rader is. He's in prison. He admitted to, what was it, 10 killings at least? Uh, 10, but uh, there's a, a whole lot of people who believe he did more. Yeah. And so, and if you're wondering, well, why did he not die at this point? This happened a long time ago. Kansas did not have the death penalty at the time. Yeah, these and were near Wichita? These were in the Wichita metro area okay. is what he's confessed to. And it obviously the mystery is, you know, did he stop at 10? So we ended up reporting that they, the Osage County Sheriff's Office and a local Kansas agency, they went and searched his former home. Right? Did they find uh, they were looking for evidence connected to that woman? The home was torn down, I believe, 10 years ago. And the sidewalk that was there was built in 2020. And the reason why I, I mentioned that is because they did some digging, but they're based off of his writings. But when you build a sidewalk, obviously, some contractor during COVID probably dug up some of this evidence. So they didn't find as much, but they found some things that align with those writings. And so it's a chance that somebody probably dug up some evidence that they had no idea what they were digging into to build the contract, uh, to carry out the contract for the new sidewalk. Hmm. And so I, I don't know much about the rest of the story, which is the part that involves the uh, DA. I know there's some disagreements, if you put it simply, between the the DA and the sheriff. The DA doesn't think that this is related, right? We, and we get into that tonight. Uh, we dig into to why these men have essentially been fighting for years and their relationship is at, at an all-time low. Hmm. I, I will say, personally covering this, I felt like the news conference that everyone focused on in September from the DA's office, I felt like perhaps it was a bit premature to say he's not a person of interest. He's not going to be charged. He's not a suspect because at no time did Eddie Verdon say he was ready to arrest Dennis Rader. He just said prime suspect. Yeah, he did call him prime suspect. And so it wasn't, I'm ready to slap the cuffs on him and bring him down. And I even said, to Mike Fisher in a follow-up news conference because he showed up at Eddie Verdon's news conference the next day. I said, he makes a point. He did not say he was ready to arrest. So there, 
There are questions about, you know, Mike Fisher's endorsed Bart Perrier for sheriff. Eddie Verdon's running for sheriff and they don't agree. Was Whose news conference was political and whose wasn't and who's telling us the truth here? And and it, it there was some messy politics mixed into what I think I, I and, and the rest of the Fox 23 news team and what we're going to present at 630 will show there are legitimate questions as to if he was ever really down here and if he killed somebody. You would think that if anything could bring even people who disagree at a regular time together, it would be solving a cold case, especially high profile case like this or a high profile killer. For sure. And they both and they both said, because I, I, I told these guys, if I am murdered in Osage County and the Osage County Sheriff has to investigate it and and the Osage County DA's office has to prosecute it, I'm very concerned about if I'm going to get justice as a regular citizen in present day with as sour as y'all's relationship are. This is this is scary stuff the way this this relationship is so ice cold. Um, but we we will lay out in never before seen evidence at 630 why the sheriff continues this, even though the DA has said stop and give up. Now, I was completely shocked when I saw your um, post about having received letters from Dennis Rader and what he said to you. I, I only know one little thing, and that's what he told you to call him. But what did he say to you? Oh, what didn't he say? <laughs> there were there were pages. So what I had done is I, I had sent a letter and it went across some specific evidence. I even sent him some pictures and he sent me back. If you, if you look closely at the letter and we haven't published it yet because it's still part of an active investigation, but, but what you'll see on the screen is you'll see in my original letter, there's parts of a B C and he labels it all the way down to J and he writes out his answers. A no, this is not, I did not do this. B, I don't collect these kinds of trophies. C, I have been offered a plea deal, uh, those kinds of things. But in addition to that, he also just gives his opinion about everything. And then on top of that, he gave me a two-page handwritten timeline of everything that's happened since last December, meetings that have happened that we had no idea about. And and he's he's, yeah, they tried to Mirandize me. They, they investigators from across multiple states have come and now it now my daughter's involved and I'm very upset about it. And and so he he laid out the case as to specifically what was found in Kansas um the the pantyhose that we have shown those kinds of things. Had you did you have to pass these on to law enforcement these letters you got from him? Law enforcement apparently from what I was told by Sarah Whaley who's also been working on this uh, when she reached out to law enforcement, because she went up to Kansas for part of this special, he gave copies away to the sheriff and was like, hey, this is what I said. And he even autographed one of the pictures oh. of the pantyhose. And so it, 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 law enforcement knows what he's told us, but we're holding on to it for two reasons. It's a part, we haven't published it. We will publish it soon. Is we have been told by people who have covered BTK, report it for what it says, hold on to it, don't look at it for a week or so and then come back and read it again with fresh eyes because he may be saying something hidden about it. And I can tell you, I've, I, I didn't wait a week. I already started reading through it and I'm like, okay, I need to go ask the sheriff about this. And then there's a section where BTK is like, will you please write me back? I think I need to 
I, I get your question, but I need to see more on this issue. So we are writing him back as well. And what was the exchange about the way you refer to him? The, I, I, I respectfully called him. I, I was like, Mr. Raider. And he goes, BTK is fine. <laughs> Gosh, that's so well. He is kind of the only serial killer to give himself his nickname, right? I don't know that. And he even if you if you know his like monogram, he he put that on some other things, and and it's it's like a stick person, and and so it, he 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 put that on some of it. But I'm I'm just like I had a I had a coworker um, who really hadn't followed the case, but is like, are you scared writing people like this? And I'm just like. No, he's not, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> if anything, he may get arrested for some case in Oklahoma or Missouri who did have the death penalty and they're going to bring him down here and he's going to live on death row. So I'm like, I'm not scared. I'm, I'm writing people in Big Mac, you know, for other stories. I'm not, they're not getting out. <laughs> well, this special comes up uh, just over an hour away, 6.30 on Fox 23 and uh, tune in because uh, what is it, half an hour tonight? Half an hour and I will say limited commercial interruption. So two right. minutes of commercials, we, we dedicated a whole lot of time. Fox 23 and KRMG's Rick Marinon. Thanks so much.